Hi, my name is Daniel Zorai. In today's podcast, I'll be talking about the very well-known O.J. Simpson murder case. The O.J. Simpson murder case was a criminal trial held in the Los Angeles County Superior Court. Formal national, former National Football League player known as the NFL Broadcaster and actor O.J. Simpson was tried and acquitted on two counts of murder, slashing his ex-wife Nicole Brown Simpson and her friend Ron Goldman on June 12, 1994. To this day, O.J. Simpson thinks he is an innocent man and did not commit the crimes although serving time for it. As many know, this case was globally known. When I mean globally, 95 million people were watching and was on national TV and the car pursuit chase was involved which was broadcasted worldwide and paused the NBA final game. Alright, so let me tell you more about OJ. OJ Orenthal James Simpson or OJ Simpson born born 19th of July 1946 9th of July 9th of July Nicknamed the Juice, was a former American football running back, broadcaster, actor, advertising spokesman, and convicted felon. Once a popular popular figure with the U.S. public, he is better known for being tried for the murders of his former wife Nicole Brown Simpson and her friend Ron Goldman. Simpson was an exceptional athlete, breaking many records. In NFL, which some of them still stand to this day, his runs he's made, the meters of his gain with the ball, etc. His illustrious career lasted ten years, from 1969 to 1979. A bright ten-year career now dwelled upon, just because of the murder trials and the murder case that he was known for, that vocalizes his life. Now let me tell you a bit about Nicole Brown and how. OJ and Nicole met. Nicole Brown and OJ met in 1977. Sorry, but like, you know, it's not working. When she was 18 and working as a waitress at the Daisy at the Beverly Hills Private Club, <coughs> Simpson was married, but the two were being, began dating. Simpson filed for divorce with her, his former wife in March 1979 and married Brown on February the 2nd, 1985. Their marriage lasted seven years and produced two children, Sydney 1985 and Justin born in 1988. Brown filed for divorce on February 25th, 1922, 1992, sorry, 1992, citing irreconcilable irreconcilable differences in quotes according to dr lenore walker the simpson brown marriage was a textbook example of domestic abuse which means that of all abuse or domestic abuse that's known that's in like movies in like books were all in this relationship this marriage that oj had with nicole the common stuff, common textbook stuff. Brown signed a prenuptial agreement and was then permitted from working while married. She wrote that she felt conflicted about notifying the police of the abuse that OJ gave to her because she financially depended on him. Imagine that. Imagine 
abused and can't say anything just because you depend on someone, depend on their money, depend on you have to live off someone. That's what basically she's saying. Nicole described an incident in which Simpson broke her arm during a fight, but she lied to emergency room staff that she'd fallen off her bike to protect Simpson from being arrested. She wrote about OJ beating her in public during sex and even in front of her family and friends. Of the 62 incidents of abuse, the police were notified eight times and Simpson was arrested once. First of all, if you're being abused or if there's domestic abuse at home, please notify the police. Please notify someone that can help you. Abuse is not to be tolerated at all in under any circumstance. Brown said, let's get back to the podcast. So Brown said Simpson was stalking and harassing her after they divorced. This behavior is intimidation tactic meant to force the victim to return to the abuser. Brown documented an incident where Simpson spied on her having sex with her new boyfriend. Afterwards, Brown said she felt like her life was in danger because Simpson said she would kill her if he ever found her with another man. She was also drafted a will for herself as well. Imagine drafting a will for you. Your own, your own self. Just imagine, I can't. The woman's shelter, Sojourn, received a call from Brown four days prior to her murder. She was considering going there because she was afraid of her stalker ex-husband, what her stalker ex-husband might do to her because she was refusing his pleas to reconcile their marriage and had reported missing set of keys to her house a few weeks ago. They were later found on Simpson Simpson when he was arrested. So Simpson thinks he's innocent or innocent and stuff. When he killed his ex-wife and her friend, which was a male, has her keys that were reported missing a few weeks before her, uh, her death. She called up a helpline four days before her death and was going to hit, go to them for help. Was abused all her marriage. And Simpson still f- saying he's innocent. Just in that, I, that's, that's all this, all this stuff proves and makes everyone think that he's guilty, in my opinion. Now, let's talk about the murder. At 12.10 a.m. on June 13, June 13, 1994, Brown and Goldwyn were found stabbed to death outside her condominium in the Brentwood neighborhood of Los Angeles. Simpson began a person of interest after police found a bloody glove behind his house and was formally charged with the murders on June 17th, four days after the murder. When he did not turn himself in at a agreed time, having previously been released after pre-perfunctory questioning by police detectives, he became the object of a low-speed pursuit in a white 1993 Ford Bronco SUV owned and driven by his friend Al Collins. TV stations interrupted coverage of the 1994 NBA Finals they paused the NBA finals just to broadcast this car pursuit test. 
The pursuit was watched live by estimated 95 million people. 95 million people. The pursuit was watched by 95 million people live. The pursuit, the arrest, and trial among them widely pub was among the most widely publicized events in American history. The trial often characterized as the trial of the century because of its international publicity spanned 11 months from jury swearing in on the 9th, November 9th, 1994. Opening statements were made on January 24th, 1995, and the verdict announced on October 3rd, 1995. When Simpson was acquitted on two counts of murder, according to the USA Today, the case has been described as the most publicised criminal trial in history. Simpson was represented by a higher profile defense team, also referred as the Dream Team, which was initially led by Roberto Shapiro, subsequently directed by Johan Corrine, Johnny Corrine. The team also included F. Lee Bailey, Alan Dorochwich, Robert Kardashian, Sean Howley, Carl E. Douglas, and Jared Yulmain. Barry Sheck and Peter Nofield were two additional attorneys who specialise in DNA evidence. The trial became historically significant because of the reaction to the verdict. The nation observed the sum of the evidence presented at the trial, but division along racial lines emerging observers opening on of the verdict, which the media dubbed racial gap. A poll of Los Angeles County residents showed that African Americans felt like that justice had been served by the not guilty verdict, while the majority of whites and Latinos felt it was racially motivated jury nullification by mostly African American jury. Polling shows the gap has narrowed since the trial, with over half of polled back respondents in 2015 stated they believe Simpson was guilty. After the trial, the families of Brown and Goldman filed a lawsuit against OJ. On February 4th, 1997, the jury unanimously found Simpson responsible for both deaths. Again, the families were awarded compensatory punitive damages totaling 33.5 million, 54 million in 2019 dollars or $2020, but received only a small portion of that monetary figure in 2000. Simpson, California. Sorry. Simpson left California for Florida, one of the few states that, with personal assets such as homes and pensions, cannot be saved to cover liabilities they were incurred in other states. In 2006, Simpson, sorry, Reagan Books announced a book ghost written by Pablo Fenev's based on the interviews with Simpson titled If I Did It. If I Did It. Who says that when you do a mur- like when you just murder two people? When you've been convicted of murder. Two- if I Did It. Who says that? An account with the publisher said was hypothetical confession. The book released was planned to coincide with a Fox special featuring Simpson. This is a historic case and I consider this, com- this confession this is a confession. Publisher Dujef Reagan told the Associated Press. On November 20th, News Corporation, parent company of Reagan, 
Books and Fox cancelled both the book and TV due to high level of public criticism. CEO Rupert Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch speaking at a press conference stated, I am I and a senior management agree with the American public that this was an ill-considered project. Later, the Goldman family was awarded rights to the satisfier of the judgment against Simpson. The title of the book was changed to If I Did It to Convention Confessions of a Killer. On the front cover of the book, the title was stylized with the word if to appear which much smaller than I did it and place the I so un so unless looked a, a very little sorry and they placed the I so unless looked at very closely the title of the book read it's I did it confessions of the killer I did it confessions of killer they Goldman family the person that OJ killed had rights to the book and interview uh, the in but the books and satisfied judgment of Simpson, and they changed the title of "If I Did It" to "I Did It," slash "Confessions of a Killer." The Goldmans came under criticism for following the back to be released, particularly by the Brown family. On March 11, 2018, Fox broadcast Simpson previously unaired interview with Reagan which was part of the book deal in a special O.J. Simpson, titled O.J. Simpson, The Lost Confession. In the decade-old interview, which was supposed to be aired with the release of the Book of Reagan books, Simpson gave a very detailed hypothesis on how the murders would have been committed if he had been involved. Who's, who says what they would do in a murder? Who says why and how they'll do what they'll do in a murder like that just makes you look guilty that makes you look dumb stuff like that initially using phrases like i would i think but later moving to the using the first person phrasing with this as i remembered i grabbed the knife that if that doesn't like ring a bell i remember i grabbed the knife he also states i don't remember except i'm standing there i don't recall and i must have who says that when they say I did like they they think they're innocent? This I remember. I grabbed the knife. I must have. This 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 rings a bell to me. And involving a supposed um, accomplice named Charlie. Due to the change in the phrasing, these comments were interpreted by many as being a form of confession, which stirred a strong reactions, strong reactions in print media and the internet. The book interviewed outraged and put Simpson in the bad spotlight once again. To this day, OJ Simpson is a free man and is still hated by many for what he did. He was out of prison in 2017 after serving long sentence for the murders. So that's it for today's podcast. I'll catch you guys next week for part two of the OJ Simpson pod the OJ Simpson podcast. Thank you and I'm out.